Welcome to Centre Church. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. Morning. Okay. Welcome. Great to see you all. And I'm excited about what I've got to bring this morning. Um, it was something God put on my heart two or three weeks ago. And um, as everyone knows, we've had quite a a difficult time in a way as a church um, in the sense that we have had a pastor apply for the position here and as you know last Sunday and you probably would have got an email that we eventually felt that wasn't the right thing for our church at this time and Wish preached a cracking message last Sunday about waiting and God in the waiting um, and today I want to speak about listening to God's voice so this is my topic, speak Lord if your servant is listening. Guess where it might be from? I wonder if anyone knows where that is from. Yes, there's some biblical knowledge scholars here today. Thank the Lord. Um, so it's a great passage and it's, it's just something that I think we can expand on a lot in our church, both collectively and as individuals, because we need to all say that word, those words, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. As Samantha brought that testimony, it really fitted in um, with what I was going to say this morning about how God spoke to her and how God speaks to all of us. And some of you may be thinking, I don't hear God's voice. I don't know how he speaks to me. Um, but, you know, we'll see as it goes that he may be speaking to you and you're not tuned in. It's about being tuned in. So let's look at 1 Samuel 3, verses 1 to 10. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. I wonder if we're in a period at the moment where the word of the Lord is rare. I think that in a lot of society, the word of the Lord is very rare. Um, but I think that in our church, we're open to hear God. And maybe, he could, maybe we could be tuned in a bit more. And maybe it's not that it's rare, but we're not tuned in. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the house of the God. He lived in the house of the Lord. He lived there. Um, if you don't know the story, he um, was given by his mother to work in the temple at quite a young age. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and and Samuel was lying there where the ark of the Lord was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli. He assumed it was Eli speaking. Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I didn't call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. He was convinced that Eli had called him. He was convinced, utterly convinced. Then Eli suddenly realized, now this was a priest we're talking about. I think it took him a while for it to dawn on him, and I don't think that's very good either. Um, 
Now, I'd like to hope that as leaders in the church, we hear God's voice quick, and um, that's how it should be. We should all be sensitive to God's voice, but I think for leaders in a church, it is a responsibility. Um, it's a privilege and a responsibility at the same time. Scary one, I tell you. Um, so, finally, he realized. Eli said, go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went down and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling. Now, notice the Lord came and stood there. Now, in the other, on the other times that the Lord had called Samuel's name, it, it doesn't say that the Lord stood there. Suddenly, we've got a Samuel, a boy that is tuned in. Suddenly, he realizes not only is there a voice, but his eyes were open to the fact that the Lord was actually stood there. That's incredible. And so Samuel said, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. I want to, I want to really just focus on that phrase today. Very simple. Um, but I am struck by the fact that he had to be saying to someone else, you called me three times, three times. Samantha talks about the rooster crowing three times. And, and sometimes we do need that prompt that prompt several times to hear what God is saying to us. When God wishes to speak, he may use a child. This is a child. Samuel was young. He was very young. And, and he was open. And, you know, sometimes I think we should become like little children in our listening to God. How to tune in. One of the ways to tune in is become like a little child, become that very almost naive little child who's ready at anticipating their parents' voice speaking to them, ready anticipating someone to show them the direction they need to go, and that dependence that a child has. I know as a child, you, you have such dependence on your parents, because if you didn't, would, they, would you be safe without a parent? And so, we need to come like God, like Samuel did, like a little child, and say, hey, I'm dependent on you, Lord. I'm totally dependent on you. I'm totally, totally dependent. So um, I noticed that the word of the Lord was rare in these days, chapter 3, verse 1. Um, when the Lord's word appears to be rare, we need to ask him to speak. If you're thinking, in my life, I haven't had God speak to me for ages. I haven't had God speak to me for months and months. It feels like a dry period in my life. Ask him. Ask him. Speak, Lord. Please speak, Lord. I need you. Don't give up asking. Don't give up. Just keep asking, Lord, I need you to speak to me. So my first point is ask God to speak to you. Ask God to speak to you. And he will. So Jeremiah chapter 33, 3 says, Call to me and I will answer you. Not I might answer you, but I will answer you. And I will tell you great things that you do not know. He will tell you what you do not know. If you need the answer to something in your life, some direction maybe, some way to know the way, way to turn next, something... Um, words of comfort in your grief, a word of um, knowledge in your uncertainty. When you do need those things, 
It's like saying to God, this very verse, you could actually pray that verse in your time with God. You could actually open your Bible. Do you know, it's absolutely fantastic to pray scriptures out. Find a scripture. Keep that scripture in your mind. I've got a couple of scriptures um, on my mirror where I get ready in the morning. And um, I have them typed out. And I have a different set every now and then I change them around. And it's really, really helpful. Those scriptures, sometimes I look at them and I go, yes, Lord, okay, yeah, you've just reminded me something I needed to know. Maybe you can have this one typed out. Jeremiah 33.3, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not yet know. And, and maybe God wants to speak even more. Maybe you have been hearing God recently, but maybe he wants to speak to you even more. There's another level. He wants to take you another level. This message today is for the beginner and anyone who's feeling like they're more um, advanced in their Christian journey. You know, we all need to hear God's voice. And it can be that you're like a little child and you are just eager to learn at the start of your journey. But it might be that you're further along in your journey and you need to keep asking. Don't ever stop asking. Do not ever stop listening to the voice of God. Do not ever assume it's something else because there is a God there who wants to speak to you. He delights in you. He is delighted in you and he wants to speak to you. He's dying to speak to you. That's probably the wrong word to say, dying to speak to you. But he is absolutely longing to speak to you. And, and so we just need to ask. We sometimes need to come in childlike faith. This is the second one, the next one. Um, Come in childlike faith. And, and that is, I mentioned that earlier, that um, our childlike faith is that which is so dependent on God. That which says, I can't do this without you, God. My life without you is nothing. My life without you could be quite complicated, could be quite sophisticated. But actually, without God, what is it really? Are we, are we living to our own ends? Does our life revolve around Jesus or does Jesus revolve around me? I just invite you to think about that right now. If our life revolves around Jesus, that's great. If our life, if we're expecting Jesus to revolve around us, we need to wake up and think, actually, my life doesn't resolve, revolve around Jesus. I need to come like a little child who comes to their parent and says, I need food, I need food, I need feeding. We need feeding from the word of God, from the mouth of God. And sometimes it's through the word that God speaks to us. Now, I know we've, we've had many a message probably before about how God speaks, and I am going to talk about that. Um, I think one thing to, to say is that as we come in childlike faith, there's a verse, John 10, verse 27. It says, my sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they follow me. So it says, my sheep hear my voice, my sheep hear. And we're, if you're a child of God this morning, you're going to be hearing God's voice. You can hear God's voice. It doesn't say they might, but they will. They will hear. They will hear and they follow so let's be like that little sheep with a shepherd, a sheep in a sheepfold with a shepherd. Usually sheep are quite known as a bit stupid, aren't they? And they, they kind of um, just follow whatever they see. Um, and, and they do apparently trust one particular person, a shepherd or a sheepdog in our more modern life, would be 
hurting them. And, and they trust that person that they've grown to relate with. And we need to develop that trust in God is our father. He's our father. He wants to speak to us. He is our shepherd. and He does speak to us. Let's listen. Hearing God is simple. We need to tune ourselves in to hear it. He might want you, he, want, he might want to speak to you through his word. Now, his word is one of the most common ways he speaks to us. And I don't need to say this again, but maybe I do. Read your word. Get into it. Get into your word. Get into the word. This book is a powerful book. It speaks to us. Have a reading plan. Maybe you don't have a reading plan at the moment and you're drifting. I've done moments like that. I've had moments even in the last few months where I've drifted in my reading of God's word. I got a reading plan in the post from one of the mission organizations we um, support. And I thought, oh, okay, I'll use that one. And then that got me onto something else. And then it grew from there again. And you never, it's never too late. Never feel condemned if you're not reading enough of God's word. Start today, though. Start today. Ask God to speak to you through his word. And he will speak to you through the quickened word of God. And the quickened word of God is sometimes known in Greek as the rhema word of God. That means that that, that scripture almost jumps out of the page at you because it is God's word for you in that season, at that time, at that moment. And that's what happens when we get to know God's word. Even a passage that you've read time and time again, you might have your favorite passages. Keep reading them. That's okay. That's okay. Some days um, that just quickens to you and it speaks to you in a deeper way. Um, I was doing a little bit of work for an organization called um, Parenting for Faith. And they're a great organization if you're a parent or even if you work in kids' work. They're absolutely amazing. And they talk about something called chat and catch. And it's a way to help children talk and listen to God, or as they call it, catch God's voice. How do we catch God's voice? I love the way they describe it. And they talk about how when we teach children to pray and to talk to God and listen to God, we teach them first to just chatter, just chatter to God, just talk to him like he was sat next to you, which he is, um, and say to him, I went to such and such today, it's a sunny day, and then it might start going on to thanks, thank you, Lord, that it's a lovely day, thank you, Lord, for my family, and so chattering to God just like you would to a other, another human being, just chattering away, and then in um, Parenting for Faith, they talk about catching, catching God, catching what God's got to say, so how do we catch what he has to say. Well, in Samuel's case, it was a verbal, audible voice of God. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but it doesn't happen to many of us. And, and I believe it does happen, and we should be expecting it. But sometimes it doesn't. And for one reason or another, um, maybe it's, I see it that we're partly too dependent on our rational thinking in our Western world. I think we're very dependent on our rational thinking. But God wants us to catch more of what he's saying to us. So let's think of it like having a great big net. And this is how they, they talk about teaching kids. You've got a great big net almost, and you're trying to catch what God is saying to you. Where are you going to catch it? Maybe you're going to catch it with your eyes. Yeah, you might see a little picture. Or you might see something while you're walking outside that reminds you of what God is saying to you. And um, 
it could be just like the obvious one of seeing a butterfly flying around and, and God is saying to you, you're going to have something new and God's, God wants new things in your life and he's making you new. Or, or it could be something in your daily life that you see. Or it could be a little dream that you have or a daydream that you have. Maybe um, you catch God with your ears and maybe you catch him just a light voice just speaking to you, and it may not be audible, but it's there, and, and he's speaking. Let's expect him to speak to us. It's really good that we do expect God to speak to us through our ears. And maybe you catch him through your skin. Maybe you feel his presence just sort of like making you tingle. And, and I know that some um, people go down the route of manifestations. I'm not advocating new age practices, believe me. But what I am saying is that sometimes God is a, God was fully God and fully man when he came to earth. He knows what we need as human beings to feel his presence. And sometimes it's just that we're not listening. We're not being in that place of quiet to, to feel his presence on our skin. Feel that little tingling. I remember years ago, I was on a mission trip with YWAM. And I remember having the most amazing time with God where I literally felt him on, over my skin, in my body, completely filling me and pressing on me and being there in his presence. It was just the most incredible thing. And, and I, I haven't felt anything quite like that since. But, you know, maybe I needed that for that moment. But maybe I need to be searching God and trying to catch his voice in that way again. And maybe sometimes we feel him with um, our feelings or emotions. And, and that might not be, um, I'm not saying we should be led by emotions, because actually God wants us to be led by his voice, his word. But actually sometimes we can feel that sense in our feelings and our emotions that he's speaking. Um, and in Parenting for Faith, when they talk about catching God, they say, maybe you're going to feel him in your gut, and, and that's true. I've felt him in, the, in my gut before. Have you felt that? Maybe others have felt that. You just know in your gut that God is speaking to you. You just know it. And, and he's going to keep persisting in that if we let him. Or in dreams. And um, I'll just share with you a dream that I had um, when we moved to our current house. I remember we were buying the house opposite initially, the house we're buying, at the, we bought, we were buying the house opposite that one. And um, I really loved it. It was just seemed to be perfect. And um, it was just the right size and everything about it was brilliant. Except it did back out. The back garden backed onto the main road. And I thought, mm, it's not great. Oh, but I really, really want that house. I really, really want that house. And it fell through. We did not get that house. And then not very long afterwards, I had a dream. And it was a very clear dream from God, I felt. I saw the house that we were going to buy in my dream from the opposite house. And um, I thought, that's weird. What have I got this dream for? The house has fallen through. It's not going to happen. And I kept trusting. God said, just trust me, trust me. And within days, the house across the road came up for sale. And we'd been looking at that house thinking, that looks a really pretty house. Really, that is beautiful. Um, but um, it's not for sale. And it, it came up for sale. That house came up for sale. So my dream, I just really felt God was saying, this is the house for you. You're going to be looking out of the window at the house you originally were going to buy. But that's the house I want you in. 
It was amazing when I realized that and I just kept praying into it and saying, God, I just trust you. This sale is going through. And it wasn't without its challenges. I tell you, it was a very challenging move, as many house moves are, I know. Um, but God was in it, and he showed me that that was the right house. So the next point in my message is test what God is saying. So, you know, sometimes we get words, and they're for ourselves, um, and, and maybe it's on your own. You're, you're in your quiet time, and, and God is showing you something, and it, it's something relatively average, or um, nothing's particularly average in God's kingdom, I hope. But, um, you know, it's something about daily life, and, and God is speaking to you. Um, and that's fine, and, and we will go with that. But there may be bigger words that God has put in our hearts, like maybe it's about a house you're going to buy, um, which is quite a big thing. And sometimes we need to test these words. It's really important that we test the word that God gives us. Psalm 119, verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So as we're testing the word that God has shown us, the, the way we've catched or caught God? How have you listened and heard his voice? How have you heard his voice? Make sure it aligns with the word of God. It may be that um, you have to go to one of your leaders, one of the leaders in the church, or maybe you need to go to a, a strong Christian friend who um, you walk alongside and just say, will you test this for me? It really isn't a word. I'm, I'm not sure about this one. I just need to test this word. Is it really of God? Is this really what God is saying? Um, and particularly if it's a word where it's about who you'll marry maybe or um, somebody, somebody having a baby or, or something big about a career change or a ministry change, these things need to be tested because um, I'm not saying God lies, but I'm just saying that we need to test what God is truly saying. Don't just go to somebody who will agree with you as well. Hopefully we all walk alongside someone in our Christian life that will speak it as it is and they'll say, hmm, I'm not really sure about that. Um, and, and just give us that time to spa and space to think, is this truly what God is saying? Um, and, and so you, we do need to work, walk alongside Christian brothers and sisters who will tell it as it is to us, but who are honest and loving with it, loving with it. And so that, that's the case here in our church as well. I mean, um, recently we've had some very clear words brought to us. And, and I think it's important as we bring words in church, I want to encourage all of you to speak out if you get a word in this church that is for the church I want to encourage you to speak out and be confident but at the same time you may well be asked before you give it you may be asked um, to come and share it with one of us leaders because it may be it does need a check out before it's brought to the whole congregation and that's really important I know we've had some very clear words that that do really need testing and I think um, in these situations um, you may in the future be asked when you come up to give a word at the front just to run it by one of us what that word is and that's safety for us all not just for the person giving the word and it's not safety for me um, you know it's about safety for everyone knowing what God is saying and testing it out and and so 
whether it's a word for the church, whether it's a word for ourselves in our own quiet time, in our own time with God. Maybe God speaks to you while you're driving in your car. God speaks to me when I'm vacuuming. I, I often find that. I'm vacuuming. I love it because he does speak to me and I get space to think. And, and sometimes those very thoughts, God guides my own thoughts. Um, sometimes it's just little things like um, a short testimony about seven or eight weeks ago, I was um, struggling. I'm running a, a charity called Join the Dots. And um, this work is sometimes quite challenging. And I was, as a pioneer of Join the Dots, I was wondering, oh, gosh, it's so hard setting up a charity. It's really hard work. And the things that I'm trying to set up are quite big. And, and so I was thinking, well, I haven't done very much, have I? I haven't got very far this year. Um, and uh, I was feeling really discouraged because certain things I'd reached a bit of a, bowl, a block, really. And um, so I have friends from the organization that I pray with regularly. And um, one of them had just some simple words for me in the prayer meeting. And it was, I'm going to share it with you from my journal. I write down things that God's saying to me because it's really helpful. I look back over this precious journal and I see many, many things where God has spoken to me. Sometimes in a big meeting, sometimes in a small meeting, sometimes with a friend, sometimes just sitting there at home, sometimes vacuuming the floor. All of those things. But this person said to me some great words um, and um, it was talking about the burden becoming light because the burden had become heavy for me. God did not want the burden to be heavy. So the, the um, person said, it's an, ex an exchange is being made from a heavy burden to a light burden. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. God is setting us up for success in the long term. And I just took that word on board, and I, at the time, I thought, that's just, you know, you could say that to anyone, and it would be relevant, wouldn't it, to be quite honest. Um, we all need to hear the word about burdens that are heavy being light. We all need to hear that. Um, and then a couple of days later, I was praying with another friend, and this other friend was sort of helping to sort of help me understand that actually I had done quite a lot, and I had made a lot of progress. And then as I prayed with that friend, I just gave the whole situation to God and I just surrendered it. I had a massive headache beforehand. The headache went. I felt complete peace and everything changed. And within a week, I'd had four inquiries for Join the Dots to um, run a workshop and to deliver some training to people in some very significant places. And I was like, okay, God, I've hardly done anything. And these doors have opened. It was incredible. I can tell you another time more about that if anyone on an individual um, basis wants to know because I tell you what, God has spoken to me so many times in this process and he's tested it with different things. So I've, I had that meeting with the friend and then I had another meeting with another friend and it was like it kind of drew it all together. God does that. If it's of God, he draws all the strings together and he puts all the little pieces in place like a jigsaw. He wants to speak to us. God wants to speak to us. And he's promised not to deceive us as well. He has promised not to deceive us. He has given us the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth. All truth. He doesn't want us to hear lies. God wants us to hear truth. 
The truth is there. And sometimes I also come in prayer saying, um, asking God, what lie am I believing today? What lie am I believing about you? Or what lie am I believing about myself or my circumstances? And it's sometimes in the still, small voice that God speaks to you. You remember Elijah on the um, Mount Carmel. He thought he was doing nothing. He thought, a bit like I was a few weeks ago, that he hadn't made any progress. And the Lord spoke to him, not in the wind, not in the earthquake, but in the still, small voice. This is why, folks, we need to tune in. This is why we need to dig down dig deep, make time, and we need to spend time with other godly people, maybe to pray with them. Um, and it's in those circumstances, those still small voices will come. In that still small voice, ask God, when you're in a position to hear that still small voice, what lie am I believing? And he will show you. I've done that many a time. Sometimes I've woken up in the morning and I've thought, oh, this today, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be a nice day. I'm doing this and it's really challenging or I'm doing that and it's really challenging. And then I realize, oh, think it through, Ruth. This is a lie. Who do you follow? Who do you serve? So I renounce the lie and I say, Lord, I confess that lie that I've believed about you. I confess the lie I've believed about myself that I can't do this without. And, and then God says, you can do it with my strength, though. And then I say, what's the truth you're giving me in exchange for the lie? Ask God, what's the truth he's giving you in exchange? And he will speak to you. So my three points, I'm just going to come to a close in a second. And um, I think Tom's going to come up and lead us in another song. And so let's just go through those points again. Ask God to speak to you. He will. Ask. Please ask. Don't just sit there hoping and hoping and hoping. Ask. Be active. And then the next point, come in childlike faith. Just come in childlike faith. Remember that that childlike faith is what we need, that dependence, that utter dependence on God. And then test what you feel God is saying if you need to. There will be harder words that you hear that will need testing. Some words you just know because it's directly from Scripture. It's from God. Remember that sometimes we say, oh, it's probably me. It's probably me. I, I just thought that up. I had too much cheese or something. But the chances are, if you are open, if you are in a place of surrender, it's probably God. It might be you, but it is probably God. Listen, be dependent, come in that childlike faith. Thank you for listening to this week's message. For any more information or to find out more of what we do as a church, you can contact us at info at centrechurch.uk or check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.